Hey, hey, welcome to the Weekly Huddle with Shibs, where I bring you weekly Bitcoin adoption news and interviews from experts in the space. This week, I'm honored to have with me James Caruso from Stampseed. Stampseed is a company manufacturing and distributing titanium seed phrase stamping kits, allowing you to save and protect your seed phrase on something with permanence. In this episode, we talk about the recent Bitcoin conference in Miami, James's journey to building a Bitcoin business, what a Bitcoin seed phrase is, and the best demonstrated practices for storing your seed phrase. James even does a mini tutorial showing you how to permanently stamp your seed into the plate. So if you're making the leap to self-custody from the exchanges or simply sweeping funds from one wallet to another, and you're interested in the product, just check out stampseed.com. We encourage you to use the promo code weeklyhodl 15 for 15% off of everything on the store. But without further delay, let's get into it. Hey, James, welcome to the Weekly Hoddle, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Julian. Nice to uh, be here today. Uh, nice to meet you at the Bitcoin conference as well. Um, yeah, glad to be here to chat. Yeah, yeah, it was a pleasure. And I was walking the uh, the different halls of the expo exhibit. Uh, I, I bumped into you uh, and you were doing something that is uh, very common that people don't seemingly talk about too much, uh, um, which is uh, you you work with Stampseed, correct? Yes, correct. Stampseed. Yeah. And so um, I, I thought it was pretty awesome. You had a whole setup at, at the conference and you were you were banging away at creating seed plates. Uh, and I just thought, you know, like, hey, I don't see too much of this stuff really circulating on the Internet uh, with all the scams and stuff that's out there. Uh, this is like something that is like kind of very simple, very interesting and very important uh in regards to um you know keeping your bitcoin safe and so i wanted to have you on the show so i appreciate you coming on yeah no absolutely thanks for having me on um c phrase storage is obviously a very important thing uh self-custody equally is important and it's really starting to spread out uh even more so than it has over the past year i'm starting to see more and more people uh, asking about hardware wallets um and it was definitely top of mind at this conference for sure so i'm glad you had the chance to see our booth um, hope we weren't making too much noise there, but it ended up working out pretty well for us. Um, so we had our setup with our seed phrase storage kit, which is, um, if you, if you guys haven't seen us yet, we basically have hammers, uh, metal stamps that help you impress letters into titanium plates, uh, making your seed words fireproof, uh, waterproof, fade proof, time proof, uh, everything that paper is not essentially. So, um, yeah, I had a chance to meet Julian. He stopped by our booth while we were demoing, um, stamping out seed words, just, you know, fake letters so people come by and do their own. And um, people seem very interested in it. Um, we had a good, a uh, lot of good talks with uh, everyone at the show um, and, you know, sold a lot of our product. A lot of people were buying new hardware wallets at the time because uh, there was some minor ledger news that that came out. So, um, yeah, it was yeah, good to uh, have you at the booth. Yeah, yeah. Tons, tons of... Um you know, tons of opportunity to kind of like rush into a hard, you know, holding your own keys, right? Like we've had, I mean, this last year has been an absolute uh, disaster in crypto and any type of, um, uh, you know, related industry that requires trust, right? Like trust has failed in the crypto industry. 
Uh, but the beauty of Bitcoin is that you uh, you don't need to trust. You know, you can you can hold your own keys and you can be um, you know be the owner of this bearer instrument. Um, so you know, what was the biggest thing you kind of took out of Bitcoin 2023 while you were there? Like, was there anything that was surprising to you or was it your first time there? Um, no, so we've been twice. Um, so far, we have Bitcoin 2022 in Miami and also in Amsterdam uh, last October. So okay. this was number three for us. Um, and we're actually going to be going to another conference in Prague uh, next week. Uh, not affiliated with the same magazine, but um, it's going to be an interesting uh, time over there in East Europe. Um, and uh, I don't know, like this, this conference was um, one of the better ones that I've been to in terms of attendance, just because everybody was so um, interested in our product at the time, obviously, due to the migration from Ledger to other air-gapped hardware wallets. And it was just, um, it, it, there was a lot more conversations that we had that were much more meaningful. And just people um, who last year seemed to have not had a hardware wallet all had one this year. And they were looking for hardware wallet number two. And they were looking for seed free storage update number two. Because with number one, they read it on paper or they um, didn't like the way it was stored in a device that might have closed source software. So um, there was everything that I was really focused on for the past year was just something that was easy to talk about with um, pretty much all the attendees that were there. And everyone had a lot of success with our product. Um, and, um, you know, there, there's been upgrades all around um, throughout, um, you know, CPRA storage on their end as well, which we can get a little bit into later. But um, I, I just feel that the conference was a little bit smaller, but um, conversations with that, much, you know, have that much more quality. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to go to that many sessions, but I did go to the one session on self-custody, which you had um, you had Cold Card, Ledger, uh, Arculus, and um, I think Shift Crypto, which is now Bitbox, um, I believe there, um, or Block, actually. And that was an interesting uh, panel to be part of. And pretty much after that, there was a flock to purchase all the hardware wallets at the Bitcoin Magazine store. I think they sold out of Cold Cards. Uh, we had foundation wallets behind us, which is another air gap wallet solution that, you know, they seem to have sold out. And, um, you know, everyone seemed to be like, okay, this is the year of self custody for the masses. Um, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's beautiful, right? I mean, that's what this industry, uh, that's what Bitcoin is about. Uh, and the fact that people are getting Bitcoin off of the exchanges, uh, is great for a couple of reasons, right? Like we don't have um, rehypothecation, you know, that was going on and things like FTX. Like we can avoid that if people hold their own keys. We also can, you know, when it's time for Bitcoin to squeeze, right? When it's time for people to start coming in, um, you know, where we can more easily see the price appreciation when there's less Bitcoin uh, sitting on exchanges. Um, so, I think that's a super, uh, you know, super important thing. Um, so before we kind of get into, you know, what is, uh, you know, what is a seed phrase? What's the importance of storing it in particular ways, best demonstrated practices and things like that? Uh, I just like to hear a little bit of your backstory, kind of how you got into Bitcoin when you got in, uh, what what kind of drove you to to do what you're doing now? Yeah, I'd be glad to share that. Um, so I, I first uh, got into, not into Bitcoin, but interested in Bitcoin, understanding what it was a little bit more in 2017 when it was just the first time it really pumped up and, you know, it was kind of something that everybody's talking about and was interested in. I just didn't understand exactly what it was. It was pretty much all the common things you hear people say, you know, how is it a coin? Like, it, you know, how is it out there? How do I hold it? Uh, that was the original mentality. And I just, you know, slowly um, got interested in it from there through 2020. 
2020 is when I finally hit the button early on during the pandemic, um, during the time that I felt was, you know, never going to happen again. Um, and I, I really started getting interested in it later into that year when I started seeing, um, the, you know, what was kind of happening in Canada with the truckers um, when they weren't able to get their Bitcoin it was getting locked up by the government. I just started to understand kind of like the necessity to have that in self-custody um, off the exchange and the power it really gives you. Um, and what's interesting is I wasn't in self-custody at the time, um, but I was starting to understand what it was a little bit more because um, it's kind of an interesting story. So I work as a digital marketer as well. And um, going through one of our brand's um, keyword search terms um, on Amazon, we started um, coming across seed phrase storage or metal plates or metal stamps for seed words. And people were, um, I, I, I knew what those were. Um, so I started putting two and two together and realized people weren't writing their seed words anymore. They were metal stamping them into aluminum or brass or stainless steel, whatever they were able to get their hands on with products from one of our parent companies. So um, that keyword research led us into uh, developing what was generation one of stamp seed. Um, which is under a different brand name, um, and then ended up coming out with Stampseed uh, early 2021, uh, right around the time of Bitcoin 2022 in uh, Miami. And um, like as I kind of moved into self custody and kind of understanding the real need to be, open it, you know, holding your own keys, um, we were developing Stampseed like right alongside that. So I kind of was, um, you know, in it pretty heavily researching Bitcoin hardcore from there on out. And we've just been building up the brand and learning a lot about uh, the necessity for C-Free stores and trying to provide products for people that are just going to make it easier for them uh, to do it based on knowledge that we have um, in the industry of metal snapping. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So what was like the first lesson uh, you learned when releasing a product or the version one? Like what was something you quickly learned where you were like, ah, shit, this didn't work or um, we could do this piece better? Yeah, I mean, like, ultimately, um, one of the hard, like, it's it's hard to metal stamp and align letters um, and space them out in a way that's going to fit in a small cell on a metal plate without running out of room, especially if you want your full eight letters on there for words. So um, I guess the, the toughest part was understanding that um, the people that we were selling to now have never metal stamped before, like the other company that we're running, where, you know, they were pretty much good to go freehand metal stamping uh, without any specialized tools. Um, so the original kit really mimicked a lot of those tools for the more advanced people, I would say, or for a different type of stamping altogether, rather, like uh, jewelry stamping. Um, so th these, you know, we realized that people were just kind of not really getting great results, uh, which was okay because they were just able to buy another plate and kind of improve upon what they were doing. But I wanted to make the experience much better for them. So that's why Kit 2.0 has tools that just address some of the hardest parts of manually hand stamping. Um, and we wanted to make sure that it was a manual hand stamping process with each individual letter impressing into the metal because there's some other options out there that might uh, appear to be easier, let's say. Um, but the way I look at it is metal stamping might be not harder, but just might take you a little bit more time and more focus to do properly. But when storing Bitcoin in self-custody um, and really doing that the right way, you know, I feel that seed free storage should be done the right way as well. When you really consider what you're um, what you're doing here and, you know, having one solid piece of metal is, you know, obviously to me, the best result that you could have. It's going to pass most stress tests. Um, and, you know, I, I would say that the hardest part for people is, is metal stamping um, deep enough 
and spacing and aligning properly enough. And when I get into the tools later, I could just kind of explain how each one um, assists you with doing that. And that would be the biggest jump between Gen 1 and Gen 2 of our kit. Yeah. And so, like, just as an example, I, I kind of put together a hodgepodge version of uh like a, a seed stamp kit for myself when i was like oh, okay you know i got a little bit of bitcoin it was like the first time i i thought it was enough to buy a full like cold storage like hardware wallet set up um and i was like i should also hold my seed you know in a proper way so i i you know i i'm like okay i got a hammer all I need is a plate and a couple of like, you know, a whole set of the stamps. Right. And so like by the plate, <laughs> you know, uh, the stamps and I I'm just like, okay, where the hell do I do this in my apartment outside on cement? Uh, and like, as you're doing it, like I got this, you know, things bouncing all over the place. <laughs> you know, you, like you said, the spacing is garbage. I'm barely making a mark um you know the plate is bouncing when i'm hitting it and so like i i was just like hey this sucks and so i ended up just using like a metal uh um like a metal etcher you know i bought an etcher to etch the words in and of course like god forbid somebody can't read my handwriting <laughs> yeah, or, <laughs> you know, yeah with a metal etcher or or you know surface down because it's not deep enough yeah exactly yeah no absolutely um, it, it becomes an issue so um again like when i saw your your setup i was like hey like this this makes sense like these guys know what they're doing um and, and i think that they've created a product that can really help you know people that are having these similar challenges uh that i'm having you know god forbid like i just quit and didn't do that and just left it on you know left it on a piece of paper or something right like that like that oh, yeah you, you, you'd run into don't do some that issues. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. And we plan to, you know, continue to develop products that are just going to make metal stamping an easier process um, because you just see that it is the best process to do this. So there's just some other options um, that we plan to develop that are, you know, going to just make people happier that are maybe doing some more advanced uh, methods of um, wallet structure, uh, multi-sig, Shamir secret sharing, and, um, you know, cover plates, things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so for for the crowd that might not really understand what a seed phrase is, or or what the importance of it is, where it's generated, what it, you know, somebody who just has their their Bitcoin on Coinbase, let's say, right? Like, yeah. um, can can you help explain what the seed phrase is and the importance of the seed phrase uh, to somebody who's trying to you know hold Bitcoin in a way uh, as a means for generational wealth for their grandkids or whatever it might be. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd be glad to do that. I was one of those people not too long ago myself, uh, purchased off Coinbase, uh, based in New York. It's pretty much the only way I could do it, um, in a way where I could send my, um, funds into a hardware wallet. And, um, I don't want to, you know, get too technical. So I'll just kind of explain this uh, the way I was originally told. And essentially you could look at, um, your, if your Bitcoin is purchased on Coinbase, um, you could see it there. You could see the price change. You could send it. Um, to another address, you could sell it, you could buy more, you know, everything you could do within there, obviously. Um, now, when you're holding it on Coinbase, they have to have it locked up in their own wallets, let's say. Say they have their own hardware wallets that they're holding your keys and they own the address for that. So you're able to send your Bitcoin out, but um, you, you don't actually hold the funds. They still have access to your private keys. They have knowledge of what it is. And that's why you might have heard a lot of stories about um, how people have gotten their 
funds, you know, taken away from an exchange that came up and when I think there was a Netflix documentary, trust no one that's all about that. Um, basically not your keys, not your coin. And um, if you're on Twitter, you definitely heard that before. So um, the, the best thing to do is move the crypto, Bitcoin, sorry, out of the hardware wallet into um, best thing to do is move the Bitcoin from the hardware wallet. Sorry, the best thing to do is move the Bitcoin from Coinbase into a hardware wallet. And the way you do that is your hardware wallet is um, comprised of a public key and a private key. So you can look at the public key as an email address. Uh, the public key is like your email address that can receive and uh, that can receive emails from anybody. Yes, exactly. And then your private key is basically your password to get into that email address. So uh, if you want to be able to send funds out, you need that password to be able to get in to do that. You know, you, and you're also obviously be able to receive. So the key is to have your password, your private key. And the only way to do that is to send it out from Coinbase into a hardware wallet where you are generating a new private key. When you set up your hardware wallet, 90% uh, of the time, it is going to be generating a private key for you um, that basically you're going to be instructed to store that private key on a piece of paper um, during setup. They're going to give you actually a piece of paper and say, store your private key here, and then they're going to destroy um, that private key. That's why it's very important to have it written on paper. And that's where we come in, where you're metal stamping your words versus writing. So um, basically, if you're holding your keys, you're holding your coin. Um, if your hardware wallet were to become destroyed, lost or stolen, uh, all you would need are those seed words, which uh, you'll be given 12 to 24 seed words, um, which make up your private key. It's a mnemonic phrase. Um, those 24 words, oftentimes are 24, will generate your public uh, private key um, and enable you to send and receive funds um, as if they're your own. So, um, yeah, most of the time it's going to be those 24 words. Um, yeah. So these 12 or 24 words for everybody that are watching uh, that might not already know, these 12 or 24 words essentially give access to all of your funds. Uh, and so if you are to, uh, in, in a single, you know, in a single signature type wallet setup. Um, so the idea being right, like if your hardware device fails, uh, and, or for some reason, if, if you don't have a hardware device and you created this wallet, like just directly on blue wallet or one of the software wallets, um, that you might have on your computer, um, you can basically pull up your funds anywhere in the world at any time, as long as you have those 12 words. Um, so in this case, this is like, this is like the key to your bank vault, basically, like at, at the end of the day, um, something exactly. that yeah, needs to be permanent, uh, needs to be something that can withstand, um, you know, God forbid you have a fire in your home or if you have it in your home, depending on where you, you know, uh, locate these, these seed phrases. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, no, our plates are going to enable you to obviously move it off the paper. Uh, you might keep it on there temporarily as you're setting up your wallet, but you know, get a, get a metal stamping kit, um, a metal plate, and you could just stamp your words right into that plate, keeping them there, burn the piece of paper, get rid of it. Either plate, do whatever you will with it. Um, but um, it's going to become fireproof, uh, being on titanium, triple the average house fire, uh, non-corrosive as well. So it's not going to rust on you. And, you know, paper is also going to fade. Um, it's not time-proof. It could easily be thrown away and misplaced and mixed up with things. You know, if you're stamping into a titanium plate, you're going to remember, you know, that you had that. And, you're, you know, it's going to be a harder thing to throw out than a piece of paper that might get mixed up with something. 
Um, and like I said before, ink could fade, paper could degrade as well. And, um, yeah, moving them onto a plate seems like something that's, you know, very old school or archaic maybe and a very low tech solution. But, um, they, you know, it's a high tech problem, um, that's out there. There's really, you know, originally these words are being stored, you know, in files, um, which are a terrible thing to do nowadays. Like there, there's literally, software out there 24 seven, that's looking for 12, 18, 24, four word sequences. Um, and if you have it online, um, there's a good chance that you're going to get your funds taken. And once someone's had those seed words, they can go buy a ledger, a uh, cold card, any hot insert, any hardware wallet. Um, and they'll be asked, are you setting up this hardware wallet um, from a backup? And they're going to choose yes. They're going to plug your words in and they're going to go and send them right after your wallet. And then that's it. Um, so the benefit of you, um, you know, having your seed words, um, is obviously you're, you're able, if your wallet gets like destroyed, lost or stolen, like I said before, you're able to move that into literally any other wallet, um, that's sold. They're all going to work no matter what brand it is and have your funds there. So, uh, you can travel the world and always have your, your, your funds with you, um, which is, which is something you can't do with, um, any other currency, really. Um, yeah. you can literally like move millions of dollars, um, while you're, you know, hiking through a jungle um, and just have it in your backpack and, you know, pull it up in, in a dress um, and then, you know, connect. You're yeah. Good Hell, you don't even need the seed plate, right? If you're smart enough, uh, intelligent enough True. to remember the 12 words, you can yeah. just take, you can take it with you that way. That actually brings me up to a question uh, that I had. Um, some people that I talked to, you know, we'll talk about trade-offs a little bit, um, but uh, some people have asked me, um, you know, there are some situations where you would potentially want to like destroy this, right? Like, let's say you were like, you know, you had to cross the border or something or you're trying to escape and you, the only way, you know, you can't take certain metal with you. There's metal detectors or whatever it might be. Sure. And you need to just take the 12 words. Um, what do you say to that? Or is there like an actual proper way to destroy, uh, a seed plate that you've created? Yeah, I, I have a, a couple of different answers. I guess uh, there definitely is a way to destroy the plate. You could stamp additional letters uh, in and around in between what you currently have there and really distort it. You could also put um, a grinder wheel to it and really just mm -hmm. press into it and deliberately try to destroy it. You know, something that's not going to happen naturally, um, you know, in, his, in any likely scenario, you know, you would have to do some deliberate marring, which is highly possible with it. Um, you could also opt to memorize your seed words when you travel, which a lot of people do. Uh, I heard some very creative ways of people storing them across books uh, and being able to go to any library and have their seed words set up on certain page numbers. But it seems like a lot to remember, maybe more than <laughs> remembering the 24 words, but still a really interesting way to do it that I, you know, that I've heard uh, just from being at these conferences. But um yeah, um, you could you could put it on, you know, we also sell waterproof tear-resistant stone paper books, so you could place them there if you're worried about the metal detection, and then when you, you know, finally are where you need to be. Oh, you interesting. Could, yeah, so, the, yeah, those are also um, available as another option that's um, for things like this on-the-go movement. Um, it's going to be moisture-resistant, like, you know, if you are backpacking in that jungle I mentioned before, uh, your words aren't going to smudge on you or anything like that, so it's, it's good for uses like that, and you get... 26 pages there. Um, so you could move around with that, um, get to where you need to be, and then you could put your seed back into metal if you choose to do so. Um, and you could also travel with them um, as long as you're not worried about confiscation via metal detector. 
Um, if it's just a matter of them looking at what they are, um, it's actually happened to me with about 50 stamp plates um, post-conference going through TSA. They just look, like looked at the bag and were like, okay, well, they didn't even ask what it was. I put some business cards in there and then they just kind of passed it through. Um, you could set up um, some decoy words across different plates and develop your own sort of system. Maybe the odd numbers are all your real seed numbers and all the evens are decoy. Uh, to, to have some like lower level security, but have something there. You could also obviously shard it out with, with a two or three method and, you know, leave it, uh, or, or three or five method rather and leave it, you know, globally, um, you know, throughout the world and, you know, travel with just a shard, leave a shard at home, travel with a shard wherever you're going, leave it there. Um, there's a lot of, you know, it really depends on what you're doing. And it's, it's hard to really give like one solid answer because it really yeah, depends for sure. on, yeah, like your wallet, your, your preference, um, what you're escaping for. <laughs> Um, or if you're just going on vacation, you know, there's a lot of things there, but, um, yeah. I hope, you know, I hope that helps and gives some insight into, you know, some things you could do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's great stuff. Um, so maybe, uh, if you wouldn't mind, you know, we, we've talked about the, the plate quite a bit, if you wouldn't mind kind of showing everybody, uh, the plate, maybe we can do kind of like a little, uh, if you're comfortable doing like a little tutorial of how it works and, um, yeah. And then we can take it from there. Yeah, no, definitely we could do that. Um, it might be a little tough to see, but I have a setup over here that we can shift the camera over to so you guys could see everything in action and all the tools I mentioned before. So um, I'll actually just shift that way now. Um, it could be a little tough to see the the metal etchings on the plate. I haven't stamped anything yet, but there are some laser etchings, which could be a little tougher to see um, just because metal doesn't film well, but I'll try to hold it up as best as possible. Um, so let me just get us switched over here. Um, Okay. Awesome. All right. And I'm uh, moving around a little bit. So just let me know if you can still hear me well. Sure. Yeah. Let, let us know what you got there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is my home setup. And you can see it good, right? What we have yep. is just all the different metal stamping tools that you would need. This is our kit, our seed tray storage uh, kit. So um, ultimately, what you're going to be doing is stamping it onto this titanium plate, um, two millimeters thick, commercial grade. Um, it's pretty much um, virtually indestructible, all the things I mentioned before. Um, you have four utility holes, which you use to mount or stack um, under a shelf um, within a wall. You know, you could drill holes, um, put screws right through here and drill it right into something. You could also stack multiple plates together, um, put them inside each other and fasten them together. We're, we're developing some items that are going to help people do that much easier, a little cover plate kit. Um, but, you know, this is ultimately the plate you'll be stamping on. Well, um, this is going to be um, the jig that the plate slides right into. Um, this is kind of what I was mentioning before about spacing and alignment. Um, obviously, you know, you don't want to run out of room when you're stamping your seed words. There's going to be three to eight words per cell. Um, you want to run a room, you want to make sure everything's fitting nicely in there. So the plate actually slides into the jig and your rows right there. And there's eight lines per uh, cell right here, which you will um, use as guidelines when you're placing your stamps in there. So these are all the stamps. You have your letters, your numbers. There's actually um, a letter impression right on the end of that. I'm not sure if you can see it, but I'll try to. Yeah, it's out. not going to focus too much. But yeah, you can see yeah. it on the ones that are further back. Yep. Yeah, and pretty much you would hold that just like you would a nail. Um, and there's actually a line right on this stamp that lines up with one of the eight lines per cell I mentioned before. And you simply line up the line to the line and you'll hit it with hammer, which I'll do uh, right after I uh, talk about the hammer. 
So you have a specialized metal stamping hammer. This is going to help you get much deeper impression impressions along with the uh, steel block as well. Um, two very vital metal stamping tools. The special thing about this is that it's two pounds versus just uh, traditionally a one pound metal stamping hammer. It's going to help you get into titanium, which is a harder metal, much easier. Um, it has a brass tip, which um, instead of a steel tip, because we're hitting a steel uh, steel stamp onto titanium, there's a lot of bouncing around that's going on. So the brass actually absorbs the blow. Uh, that's why you could see some kind of like dents on the head of that hammer. Uh, it has an ergonomic angle um, due to the uh, handle angle and it's top heavy. So it's really gonna kind of do all the work for you when you're stamping. Uh, you don't have to do like this crazy elaborate wide swing. You could just kind of <laughs> flick the hammer and drop right on there and get a good impression. So um, yeah, I could um, stamp like a word out. I could maybe do weekly hodl. Or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i think just do i think just doing uh, a couple of then showing the result i mean the the big thing for me uh with this product is like the bounce that you talked about i don't know if the wood underneath is a good uh is is that the best platform to do it so you've got wood and then you've got steel and then you've got uh what is the black uh piece made out of there oh this right here yeah so the, this is the jig. Um, we have the patent on this. It's pretty much a flagship product. Uh, it's going to be used as a guide, but I also failed to mention before it has a steel base on the bottom. Uh, that steel base is going to enable you to, you can use this without this block. We sell the kit um, with options. You could get it with or without the steel block. It really depends on how well um, you, or how comfortable you are swinging the hammer. Some people might so swing a little bit lighter. So if you choose that, you might need a steel block after the fact. We sell those separately. Um, but yeah, the, the rubber pad on the bottom is just going to help eliminate a little bit of noise, much like the rubber on the bottom of this jig is going to help eliminate noise. So you have um, ABS plastic, rubber, and steel. Um, okay. Yeah, with, it, keeps it, keep, keeps it guided. And then also I would imagine that whole setup kind of uh, prevents the bouncing as well. Yeah, it helps prevent the bouncing. Um, yeah, it's a nice heavy block. Like this has a lot of weight to it. It's almost two pounds. Um, and then the wood, you know, I just have this here as part of my setup. You could do it. Uh, our instructions give you a bunch of different surfaces. You can do it on and kind of what your depth would be in those scenarios and how hard you might have to swing the hammer to get a deep enough impression. But um, for best results, workbenches are great. Uh, if you're doing it on a table, over the leg of the table is obviously much better. Um, a concrete <laughs> step is good. Uh, some, somewhere in privacy as well is very important. So um, a thick cutting board is a great surface to kind of do it on. Um, it's something that we're going to be adding to our website because we brought this cutting board you see here uh, to the conference and everyone really loved it, um, probably for that reason. So we're going to start making those available to people as well. But uh, our instructions inform you, you can use a cutting board of your own, uh, make a nice steak afterwards. You know, you get the double use out of it. Um, all good. Yeah, just make sure to keep it oiled. Yeah, uh, Lord <laughs> knows you got to like if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be cooking, you got to have this stuff. Uh, you got to take care of your stuff. Oh yeah, flip it over. You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> you uh, use the other side maybe. Um, but yeah, so I'll you know I could stamp a little bit here. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Give it. Give yeah. it a stamp. Um, yeah, I'll do. I might, uh, I might have to mute the noise. We'll see how loud it is. Yeah. Um, let me. Uh, Okay, so just bring the line to the line and so I stamp the H. I didn't even hear that at all. Oh, nice. See if you can. You uh, see the H there? Yeah, I can see the imprint. I think you got to pull it back a little bit. The camera's not really adjusting. Yeah. Yeah, you can see it. 
Yeah, it's like I said before, it's, it's tough to see. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, could, I could finish three more letters that you might see the whole word a little bit better if uh, it'll be really quick. Um, these stamps go right back into a slotted case, which makes the whole process much easier. Our gen, our gen one kit didn't have a slotted case, so people are complaining because their stamps are bouncing around and they might have grabbed the wrong letter, which you don't want to mess up when you're halfway through something like this. It's very annoying. Yeah. Uh, which is why we also have the letter on the side of the stamp so you're not stamping sideways, backwards, upside down. Uh, instructions will tell you to hold the stamp with the letters facing you. Um, and it has Very a little smart. letter down there for, you know, just to double check to make sure you're grabbing the right one because they're small, they're harder to see, so anything to make it easier. So here comes number three. Yeah, un unbelievable how much easier this is than... I, I mean, I was waking up the neighbors. I had plates bouncing from second floor to first floor. Like it was just a total mess. Um, <laughs> this doesn't so, look like it could be any easier. You guys pretty much dummy proof this. Yeah, we're trying to make it as easy as possible. Um, like I said before, from the just from stamps moving around, it's annoying enough to the point where you might mess up just from something like that happening or grabbing yeah. the wrong stamp. Which um, I'm just going to come over here and switch the camera up which, um, you know, is frustrating. And, you know, I always say you want to dedicate at least um, 30 to 40 minutes to do something like this. That's about how long it takes me. Um, you could do just the first four letters too. Uh, when you're doing these uh, seed words, um, for anyone listening who's new to uh, seed phrases, um, there's 2,048 possible words to pull from in the protocol. Um, and the first four letters are never going to be the same. So you'll see some options out there that just have you doing the first four letters, but I like having all the data there and just in case something falls away or it does get heavily scratched. I like to have more information. So um, I'm, I'm doing less guesswork at the time. So I'll, I'll sample the whole eight. If it's that, if it falls to that many, it takes about 30 to 40 minutes. Um, and um, it's pretty comparable with some other manual methods that are out there too, in terms of time. Um, and it yeah. just gives you a little bit more protection because like I said before, the letters are stamped into the metal. They're not, you know, loose pieces that are going to fall out. Um, there's, there's no crevices for water, dirt, anything to form rust, side cracking or anything like that. Um, it's going to be highly resistant to heat. It's not going to expand. Nothing's going to fall out. It's just a solid slab of titanium. And, like your words just pretty much become part of it uh, right up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I, yeah. It's again, a hundred times like more easy than, you know, I was having to try to swing multiple times at the same letter and line it up where like I, it didn't, you know, imprint as much as I wanted it to. And it was just like a complete uh, fail for me. So it seems like, you know, I, I saw how our, you were barely swinging there and it was, um, you know, it was creating a nice impression. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's was... really where your background comes into play uh, in creating a good product. Yeah, no, absolutely. So nice we try to make something that's going to give you a good result, a deep impression um, and make the process easy. Like I was sitting down while doing that. Uh, it's a lot easier when you're standing, but still possible to do when sitting. Um, obviously, I've been doing it for quite a while now, so it becomes natural. But, um, you know, it's it's we make it as easy as possible for, for you if you choose this method. I would say this is kind of if you go if you're going for an air gapped wallet, you know, I feel like this is kind of up there with the solution that's at that level of but um, of security that, that something like that would be at. But from from a offset risk standpoint, stamping into titanium. Um, or, you know, any other harder metal is, you know, superior option, just a little harder to do. Yeah, very cool. So what what's the most uh, exotic or like unique way you've seen somebody hold store their seed phrase? Or even even when it's stamped in metal, like what what's the craziest thing you've heard of somebody doing? 
Um, stamp the metal. I uh, just, you know, people buried in their backyard. You could just, they just bury it raw without anything <laughs> around it. It's, you know, it's there by the tree, um, which, um, I've spoke to other people that do not like that method because they're worried about metal detection and, um, you know, hiding it by the tree is pr- a pretty obvious spot when you think about it. It's, it's kind of a landmark, you know, just like hiding in the corner of your basement would be an obvious spot. Um, for the FBI fed, something like that. Man, but, it's, um, it's so funny to me that we're like, uh, uh, we're like going back in history with uh, our great grandparents, like you know, socking socking money or or secrets to money in our yeah. <laughs> you know in our closets walls. or right. under our, yeah in our walls and all this stuff. Yeah, um, eighty it's, years it's from kind now, of funny. That's what it's come to. But um, right, eighty years from now, doing new construction, you know, people can find seat plates, you know, screwed into the studs in the walls, just like they're finding you know money in the walls. So when they're doing it now, just kind yeah. of funny. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say the more creative way I've heard is um, someone had um, a fountain in their backyard with, you know, a bunch of larger rocks at the bottom. And they actually took their seat plate and encased it in epoxy and added kind of like an opaque effect to the point where it looked like a rock itself and had that hidden um, underwater in the fountain with all the other rocks, which is a pretty interesting. interesting thing to do. Um, and, you know, when you're doing things like that, it's just important that, you know, obviously you have your beneficiary in line, someone that knows where it is and what to do with it. Um, and there, there's some advanced methods that you, you know, you could build where, um, you get into multi-sig, um, or, or, you know, two or three methods that, um, would, would enable you to share, um, words with another person and you can't spend them unless those two people are together. So you could always, um, get into more advanced methods like that, but, um, you know, keep it simple, um, for now. Um, and yeah, just, um, you know, make sure you're hiding in a good spot, um, Make sure, you know, the right people know where it is. If anyone knows where it is and keep it private, keep it offline, keep it off paper. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I I appreciate you sharing kind of the best demonstrated practices as far as keeping your, uh, you know, your seed words, uh, you know, stamped as well as, um, uh, you know, hidden or secured properly. Uh, I think it's one of the big, it's, it's one of the big uh, kind of scary things to people that don't, you know, everybody's relied on banks for so long and everybody's relied on, um, you know, more traditional, um, you know, custodian type solutions. The idea of, uh, you know, holding a bare instrument um, safely it, it scares a lot of people away. And I think having tools um, like this that just take some of the guessing out of it uh, or some of the fear out of it uh, is good, uh, is good for the industry to allow uh, people to feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there's the, the different ways that people are going to end up holding their uh, Bitcoin as time moves on. Obviously, we have Ledger coming out with Ledger Recover, something that, you know, they plan to deploy to the masses, the people that are just getting into the space, you know, looking at uh, a $10 a month service that'll actually do all this for you. Then, you know, they're going to hold your keys for you across three different entities. So again, like you're pulling your Bitcoin off the exchange, putting it into a hardware wallet and then giving it to a third party again, which doesn't really make much sense, but a lot of people come new coming to the space are going to do that. So I think self custody uh, via hardware wallet, uh, CD phrase storage with that are, are two things that should be talked about a lot more. And I, I, I'm starting to see them being spoken about a lot more because there is going to be another wave of people coming through um, within, you know, probably the next year and a half. Uh, but they haven't coming up, you know, there's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I think people might go for that. You know, there are people out there who prefer to, you know, not be in charge of storing their keys, but uh, me personally, um, I feel that everything Bitcoin stands for 
uh, means that you should be holding your own keys. You know, you should be able to own that money, move wherever you need to move with it, spend it when you want to spend it, how you want to spend it. And, um, you know, you can't really do that when a third party, um, um, has control. You can't, you can't sleep well at night. There's always that what if that's, that's going to yep. happen. And, um, a, a lot of people have gotten surprised recently, uh, you know, with FTX. Um, there's always something, you know, coming up. Um, and, um, just a matter of you know, peace of mind at, at that point. And I, I just feel better about having it myself, owning it. Um, obviously there's a lot of responsibility that comes with doing something like that, but, um, you know, it's, it, for me, it's, you know, it's not going to be for everybody, but for the people who want to store their Bitcoin properly and back up their hardware wallet property in the most, you know, risk-free way and just kind of really be in charge of themselves, be their own bank, um, this is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's some, you know, the, there's some challenges and worries even for, um, you know, longtime Bitcoiners in the idea of self-custody and, you know, at, if Bitcoin does what everybody thinks it's going to do or everybody that believes in Bitcoin thinks it's going to do. And as it's, as it begins to kind of consume, um, uh, you know, monetary premiums from other assets uh, and it rises in U.S. dollar price or its value, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I think about myself and I'm like, eh, there's a little bit of me that wouldn't mind some third party help or backup but it wouldn't be with the entire stack right like you would want to have like like i just think about it in my head it's like okay bitcoin goes to like three million dollars or something like that in 10 15 years whatever it is uh two years <laughs> no you know whatever that time frame might be right like do i really want to be com completely responsible for that entire stack in one wallet and and it's like no right like i mean there's trade-offs there's different types of, uh, you know, trade-offs, right? And different probabilities of things happening. Um, and if your concern is, um, you know, having it all versus losing a portion of it, um, I think there's different trade-offs to be had. So maybe something like Ledger is creating um, might be applicable for, you know, somebody down the road, right? Like this asset's going to be around for generations. So like uh, we, what we're challenged with now is like, how do we how do we make sure that this gets to the next generation right uh yes. and, and certainly your product is a piece of that and that's you know whether or not it's in a multi-sig setup where somebody has you know one key another person has another key and then you're holding you know you're holding the third um and so like i applaud you guys for for pushing on something so simple yet uh, so elegant that you kind of created to do this in, in the best way um, possible. Awesome. Yeah, no, thank you. You know, I appreciate that. It's, we we want to be able to help people in this space as much as possible because um, we are Bitcoiners ourselves uh, and we like to use these products as well. Um, and, you know, like I said before, we plan on making things that are going to help uh, multi-six setup a little bit better. Like right now, our plates are 1 through 24, which is one of the more common setups. So, you know, we want to come out with other options uh, there as well. They're going to support um multi-sig sharding um allow maybe even allow you to do some customization on the lasering end on the back end of the plate um but yeah we, we basically want to make tools and supplies that are going to make it easier for for you guys to do this the right way hold the right way and um like you said before it's always good to have that stack to the side that you know is maybe your your oh shit fund where um you know you're stamping in a titanium plate and you know you know there could be a place for third party assistance uh, elsewhere but um with the unpredictability um 
on the horizon, it, it's always good to, you know, have it close by, um, in self-custody, um, private absolutely. and, uh, in full control. So, yeah, absolutely. So before, uh, I let you go and, and let you sign off and let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, in my fiat job, I'm an elevator salesperson. So that's what I do for my career. Every one of my guests that I have come on, I do ask them this question. I'm sorry I didn't uh, preface it in my notes to you before the show. Um, but I ask everybody to give me their elevator pitch for Bitcoin, their 30 second elevator pitch um, for, for what Bitcoin is and how it helps the world. Sure. Um, I mean, ultimately, if you want to be a free individual, sovereign individual, uh, if you see a lot of what's going on in society today, um, a lot of people have since, you know, the start of the pandemic and a lot of, you know, the tightening of our necks that's happened since then. Um, it, it's clear that big, that money is obviously the root of everything that's, that's pretty much happening. All the corruption we see, uh, fiat is, um, bad for a lot of reasons. It affects the food that we eat, affects our education, uh, affects what we do. Um, it's going to, you know, affect some nations on what, you know, what they're able to do. Um, and, Bitcoin gives you full control over your funds, which gives you the ability to move about um, wherever you have to, whenever you have to spend your money the way you'd like to, and also protect um, your financial future, future, not just for yourself, but for your family, because, um, you know, the dollar is just dying, obviously. Um, and, you know, fractional reserve lending happening at these banks, they're basically... Um, you know, gambling away with your money and giving most people hardly anything for it, you know, 0.01% savings. Bitcoin is an asset that uh, is not going to um, uh, continue to, you know, they're not anymore being created. There's only going to yeah, be less Bitcoin. Yeah, they can't Bitcoin devalue. Now. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, people are, um, you know, people are losing their funds. Um, you know, the, the amount of Bitcoin out there are only going down. So it's a great way to um, hedge uh, the rest of uh, your investments, but also a great way to take uh, you know your financial future and run with it, and um, for anything crazy that might happen in the future. Very, very cool, man. Thank you. Uh, so, James Caruso, let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find your product, uh, and how they can get in touch with you if they have questions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys could find uh, me on Twitter um, at James C twenty one J A M E S E D two one. You can also follow and uh, check out the main account. Uh, stamp underscore seed on Twitter as well. Um, and then you could go to stampseed.com, um, check out our website. You could see a bunch of the stress tests of the plates that are happening there. You could uh, read a little bit more about uh, self-custody and kind of where we fit in. And you can, of course, browse our products and, um, you know, feel free to stop by, check it out. Uh, if you guys have any questions, you know, shoot me a DM. Uh, we can talk about it. And, um, you know, we're going to have a lot of new products coming out that are going to help people um, protect these plates a little bit better um, and also some other templates that are going to enable you to set up multi-sig and troll board uh, and things like that. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on the weekly huddle. I appreciate you and uh, thank you for all the time you're spending working on Bitcoin. Mm -hmm.